welcome to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast, a weekly conversation about mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. For more information or to find a therapist in your area, visit our website at therapyforblackgirls.com. While I hope you love listening to and learning from the podcast, it is not meant to be a substitute for a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for session 317 of the Therapy for Black Girls podcast. We'll get right into our conversation after a word from our sponsors. Which friend are you in your sister circle? Are you the wallflower, the peacemaker, the firecracker, or the leader? Take the quiz at sisterhoodheels.com slash quiz to find out and then make sure to grab your copy of Sisterhood Heels to find out more about how you can be a better friend and how your circle can do a better job of supporting you. Order yours today at sisterhoodheels.com. For the first time in a while, I have quite a bit of fun travel coming up this summer, and I'm really counting on Macy's to help round out my wardrobe for some of these trips. Right now, I've got my eye on a new bag and sandals from Coach and some super cute tops and dresses from Macy's on 34th brand. And you can never really have too many pairs of sunglasses. And there are a lot of cute options to explore right now. If you need a little help getting your summer look together, shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. You may have heard that most people who are black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Buying your first car can make you feel like a superstar as it's a big purchase, but it can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T dot com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. It's the summer of sisterhood, and what better way to celebrate than to showcase how Black women of all ages have fostered supportive, uplifting, and life-saving friendships. It's no secret that over here at Therapy for Black Girls, we believe that sisterhood heals. And today's guests are a perfect example of the liberating impact our connections have. For today's conversation, 
I sat down with intergenerational besties, Essence Atkins and Franceli Chapman. Essence has been a constant presence in our living room since the mid-90s, starring in classics like Smart Guy, Malibu Shores, Half and Half, and Are We There Yet? Franceli is an award-winning Afro-Latina artivist, using her voice to speak on the need for inclusion and diversity in Hollywood. During our conversation, Essence and Franceli share the lessons they've learned from each other as a result of their 15-year age gap, their keys to maintaining a long-lasting sisterhood, and how they've navigated friendship in the entertainment industry. Please note that this interview was recorded prior to the commencement of the SAG after strike. If something resonates with you while enjoying our conversation, please share it with us on social media using the hashtag TBG in session. Or join us over in the sister circle to talk more about the episode. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. Here's our conversation. Well, I am so excited to be joined by two incredible guests today. So Francely, in essence, I understand that you all had a bit of a spiritual beginning to <laughs> the beginning of your friendship. Can you tell me how you both met and became friends? Yeah, it was April of 2016, mm -hmm. and I was in the process of getting a divorce. I had filed for divorce, and my life was unraveling and falling <laughs> apart. And it was something that only a very handful of people knew. It was not public information yet, but I was having a particularly bad day. And I had been invited to be the guest speaker at a woman's tea where I was supposed to say something inspiring. <laughs> and I was friends with the woman putting it together. And I'm the friend who's always being of service. And so I was there helping set up and she asked me to open up the event in prayer and of course, that was part of stalling because Essence was running late and we were like trying to keep the women just like, Inspired, yeah, she's, she's on she's the way. Coming. She's on the way. <laughs> and I am lost in Koreatown, not able to find where I was supposed to go. I finally get there. I am an hour late. I'm completely undone because that's just not my norm. But I had been crying and it was just a really bad day. Anyway, I show up. We have the tea and everyone does what they're supposed to do. And as we have wrapped up, I'm getting ready to leave. And friend Sally, she's cleaning up. She's helping to like put everything back. Let's be clear. Okay. She doesn't like talking about this. And I said this to your producer, Frida. I'm like, those of us who have watched Essence Atkins on television all our lives believe she's a living legend, right? And so people at this tea were running up to her, asking her for pictures. And I didn't want to do any of that because I was there to serve. So, you know, I pulled a Mary and Martha. I was busy cleaning and doing the things. And I just did not bother her. And when people left, she ends up coming up to me when there were only like four people left in the house. And I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> but what had happened is I'm getting ready to leave. And the Holy Spirit said to me, go ask that woman to pray for you. Now, mind you, I had missed her praying everyone in, so I didn't even know that this made any sense. But I prayed so, everybody out. So I was like, what? And so, again, go ask her to pray for you. And so I was like, that's weird. Okay. <laughs> and I walk over to her and I'm like, hi. So the Holy Spirit asked me to ask you to pray for me. And she was like, okay. And Out loud, I was okay because I'm an actress. So, ooh, I had it together. But on the inside, I was like, Essence Atkins is asking me to pray for her. I hope I say the prayer right. 
and I prayed for her and then I kept it moving. I would never use Jesus as the come up. (laughs) My G.O.D. puts me on assignment. I do what I do and I keep it moving. And And then we didn't see each other for like several months. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up with a group of women again praying together. And then after that, I was like, okay, this is silly. We should exchange numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the beginning of our friendship. So yes, it did start. <laughs> it started with me asking a total stranger to pray for me because I was falling apart. <laughs> so how long have you been friends at this point? Over seven, seven years. years. Mm-hmm. Seven years. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a beautiful origin story. I always love seeing friends tell the story. It is almost like a like married couple, like where you jump in and like, oh, no, girl, you're not telling that part, right? Let me tell this part. So I love, I always love hearing origin stories. Yeah. <laughs> so, Francelli, you have already mentioned that this woman is a living legend Hello. to many of us who have seen her on the screen for some time. How were you able to kind of manage your feelings of being maybe a little starstruck? to actually be in a friendship with her. It's interesting because living in Los Angeles, you know, you go from watching people on television to being around the people you've grown up with. It's like you see them at the grocery store, you see them when you're hiking. It's just part of the life here. And one of the things that God helped me with before I even got to Los Angeles, when I was working in New York in the theater, I learned the hard way to really learn my spot that God is not respective of persons and that it was really important to understand that I am a peer and that as long as I looked at people above me, then God can't really have me in a seat of authority and put me in the places that he needs me to be. And so before I even got here, it was more so about that as understanding is there's going to come in a time and a place where God's going to put me in situations where he's going to use me. It became very clear that my mission in Los Angeles wasn't just about my career, but it was about how he would use my faith and the power that I have as later I became a minister. But (laughs) I did not know that at the time that he would use me to help bring the light in Hollywood. And so Essence is one of the many friends that I have that I grew up watching on television. It's just how the Lord positioned me. What was the balancing act was then people outside of us, how they responded to our friendship. The commentary and the kind of opinions and that part was difficult Mm. to navigate for her just because the expectation was like, well, oh, you got Hollywood friends now. Oh, (laughs) you think you better than us. You know, like it became that kind of thing. Yeah, it's like the neighborhood friends and the Mm -hmm. family that you know, somehow takes that as like, you've gone Hollywood as opposed to no, this is a person that I feel a genuine connection with and that we have so much in common and we edify each other and encourage each other. And we have wisdom for one another and, and a special connection. It has nothing to do with what they do for a living. So tell me more about who was offering commentary on your friendship. Like where were you hearing these, these comments from? (laughs) Ciao. Family and friends is the interesting part. The thing is that the commentary that you've changed is normally not necessarily true. It's just that then people's relationship to you changes because they change the way they see you. So now all of a sudden they're more intimidated around the idea or people start asking for favors, like Mm -hmm. people DMing me, trying to get to her, like navigating those kinds of things of making sure I'm protecting her in a particular way. I've become like, uh, a bulldog. <laughs> bulldog. I knew you were gonna say that. I was like, I'm she's like, gonna say I'm from the Bronx. Like, <laughs> chill out. No, and you know, a lot of times I'm very kind, and that's because of the grace of this incredible woman next to me. Like, she is the epitome of kindness. Everywhere we go, 
we went to the theater one time and she's in the bathroom and a woman <laughs> asked her for a photo. And I was like, oh I wanted to like, hey, yo. And she's like, no, it's okay. It's fine. Like, she's just so generous and graceful. And so it's helped me calm down a little bit <laughs> to be like, you know what? I'm just going to be kind too. <laughs> So since you both are in the industry, I am curious to hear, how do you vet, so to speak, like new people coming into your life? Like, how do you ensure that people are not interested just in your resume as opposed to a genuine relationship? Well, I mean, you know, the word says that you'll know them by their fruit. So you really have to just pay attention to, you're not going to get apples from a fig tree and you're not going to get good fruit from someone who has bad intentions. So you just got to use your discernment and you take your time. It's a difficult balance to find in a time where everything is accessible within seconds, right? Milliseconds sometimes. All kinds of information from where people are from and where they went to school. You don't need to have a conversation with somebody. You can literally look it up if you know their name. And so to exercise and to learn patience and process and putting up enough boundaries where you safeguard your heart. You can still be inviting and you can still be warm, but that you don't give everyone full access immediately to all the things. And so learning how to do that, learning how to sit in process and walk things out without feeling an urgency to get to the end or an urgency to identify as, oh, this is my, oh, this is my best friend. This is my best friend. This is my best friend. Like to have a new best friend, honestly, at 44 years old, which is when I met her, was ridiculous. It would have been a ridiculous notion for me to say that. I had many friends, beautiful friendships that had been some of them 20, almost 30 years old at that point in my life. Actually, I do have one girlfriend that I've been friends with for longer than that. And so it's not like I was seeking that. But what ended up happening in our connection and in spending time together and in the growth, the trajectory of our lives and where we were going, again, it's about how we have walked together. It's not necessarily about all the things in common. Obviously, we're 15 years apart. There's a lot of disparity in terms of even our experience in life in terms of the time we grew up in. However, the way that we walk out life is very compatible. The way that we want to approach things is very, very compatible. And that's really how best friend happened. It wasn't about, oh, you from the Bronx, I'm from Brooklyn. Oh, you a believer, I'm a believer. Oh, you like Hershey's chocolate, I like Hershey's chocolate. Like it wasn't that kind of energy. It was like, the way that we grew together in the conversations, in how we face, and the way that we showed up. She showed up for me in ways that, you know, there are people in my life that I've known for a long time and I love them, but their capacity is not one where I can call them at three in the morning to pick me up from the airport. (laughs) LAX for that matter. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it doesn't mean they don't love me. I don't take it personally. It's just not in their wheelhouse. The kind of friendship that we have amongst each other, it's like we are ride or die friends. We are the friends, both of us, that you can call to take you to the airport at four in the morning. We are the friends that you're broken down on the side of the road and we will come get, like there are certain friendships where that is just, that's just an automatic. It's not even something you have to ask for. Mm -hmm. It's just their natural inclination, their natural impetus. That's friend Sally. And so we had a compatibility in how we love Mm -hmm. that was just super, super equally yoked. And the wisdom, you know how she said, don't be quick. (laughs) 
She makes fun of me all the time that I pick up strays. I'm feral <laughs> cats everywhere. I used to I'm like, be, what in the world? Oh, child. <laughs> I was part of the social worker ministry, both in friendship and in relationships. You know, like it was just, I was always taking on a case. And so being in this friendship has really helped what she was talking about. Like, I wanted so bad based on my trauma, right? Pick me, see me, love me, choose me. Look, I'm a good friend. I'm a good Christian. I'm a good this. I'm a good that. And a lot of that was just trying to prove. And when you get into a friendship where what is understood doesn't need to be explained, there's someone who really comes and grounds you of, hey, you don't have to do this for everybody and still be loving and kind and gracious, but everyone doesn't get to have this kind of access. And of course, as someone who's on the level that she's on, she's had to learn that through the fire of being a celebrity, right? Like you just can't open your home to everyone. I was like, hey, come over everybody. You know, (laughs) I'm Afro-Latina, so it's like I would be around all the cousins in the house. So it's like for me coming to LA, it's like whoever wanted to be a friend and you learn in LA real quick that people are about what they can get from you as opposed to something that's reciprocal. And so the wisdom of her has been life-changing. So, you know, I appreciate you all sharing about the history of your friendship. And it seems like the depth was established pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if that was difficult to navigate with other friends who have been in your life for like 20 plus years, right? So, (laughs) Not on my side as much, but (laughs) some her people felt some kind of way. And some of your people too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. No, I mean, you know, but that happens because... We get territorial. Like, who this girl? Where's she come we from? Get, we get territorial, mm-hmm. you know, and people are also just being on the lookout for their friend, right? They mm-hmm. want to be protective yeah. and make sure that this person is genuine, that their motives are pure and all that other kind of stuff. So you safeguard. The thing about love that I have learned is that love requires liberty. Really loving someone is not about obligation. It really is about choosing. And so the way that we operate, I don't have to give her the title. I mean, we say it all the time, bestie, bestie, just because I don't know, I think it's fun at this point. But like, (laughs) I don't ever have to say it to her for her to feel and know that that's who she is. You know what I mean? And it's not meant to dismiss anyone else in my life, the importance of them, the love and affection I have for them, the history of the things that we've navigated together. But if you're talking about who's your emergency contact, right? who is the person that you give your keys to because you know that if you need them to go in your house, get your checkbook, put out a fire, babysit your son, pick them up from there. Everybody doesn't, can't have that position and everyone doesn't. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? And so you learn, we learn hopefully, and the people around us learn that like, Our love of one another and our title of one another doesn't dismiss who you are. Like the thing about the macro is that love is an endless source. Mm -hmm. Just because I love her doesn't mean I love you less Mm -hmm. or that you get a smaller chunk now, you know? And people, it's interesting how they respond on each side. Like for me, when we first started getting really close, I was living in a studio apartment. I was driving a hoopty 2005 and- people would be like, Essence comes to your house. And I'm like, why wouldn't she come to my house? She ride in this car with you. And I'm just like, 
Like, yeah, when I don't feel like driving. <laughs> if this person is your actual friend and yeah. not your friend just for the gram, you know, not your friend for the aesthetic of being friends, then this is me. Right now I live in a studio apartment and I drive a hoopty, you know? And so if she's really my friend, my friend comes over to my house. You come over to my house, so why? Because she's at, since Atkins, she can't come to my house. And so again, Hollywood has been, there are a lot of friendships, but what is the foundation of that friendship? And our friendship again, isn't based on, we were on a show together and, oh, we just Hollywood industry friends and it's cute to be taking pictures together. Again, the foundation of our friendship is Jesus. And so that's just a whole different kind of ballgame. But I do think that there is something special about you being in the same industry with one another, right? So can you talk a little bit about how having a best friend in your same industry has helped you to navigate your career? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I have uh, the pandemic. It's that self-tape ministry for me. (laughs) Like, you know, we really had to help one another, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, we were part of each other's bubble in the beginning. There were only a few people that I wanted to be around and we were just being very careful. My son wasn't vaccinated. And in the beginning, there were no vaccines, right? So we were just being ultra, ultra careful about who we were around. And so this was a safe place. And this was a good person to be able to augment all the things, not just, oh, I found toilet paper, I found onions, (laughs) I found eggs, you know what I mean? We'd be calling each other, Costco just got paper towels in, you know what I mean? Like those kinds of tips. But also when things started to pick back up in the industry, we were each other's you know, self-tape partner. Mm -hmm. And also just being able to have that shorthand when you are in the same industry. We both love the theater. So we go to the theater together. Oh yeah, we go see so many plays. Yeah. And she hates musicals, but I get her to go to them. (laughs) She hates musicals. And also surprisingly, (laughs) she doesn't like taking pictures. She is not someone who likes taking pictures. And it's funny because we got to a certain place in our friendship where she was like, why you don't ever take no pictures with me? You don't ever (laughs) post me. And I was like, I never want you to think that I just want to post you for the gram. We didn't take our first picture that we posted on the gram until she asked for it, right? Because to me, that was very important to like establish that foundation of integrity that I'm not here for all of that. And so, but it's funny because she doesn't like taking pictures. I'm the one who, when I'm her plus one, Okay, girl, stand there. I got you. I'm doing the reels. The she social media hates social media, media yeah. right? So the advantage of having a younger hype woman, right, who's going to be like, girl, stand like this, pose like this, you know, all of the things. Yeah, that's cute. And that was a big part of my recovery, not just the work that I do as an actor, but just my recovery post-divorce. Her love and affirming of me and seeing me and just challenging me to grow in ways that made me uncomfortable and to see myself as beautiful and vibrant and whatever. I mean, I ran a half marathon. I was never a runner, but I ran a half marathon at 49 with her because she wanted to do that. She wanted a running partner. So I was like, I'll do it. And then next thing you know, I'm loving it. And now I love to run. And now she ghosts me. Like I'm talking about, (laughs) she's 30 yards ahead of me. And I'm like, girl, hold on. Where are you going? You would think I'm the one 15 years older. The way she was smoking me. Uh, Having someone who just sees you with fresh eyes, you know, not just uh, fresh eyes because they're getting to know you and their intake of you is fresh, but also because there is this age difference. Like she doesn't ever regard me as this middle-aged woman, which by the numbers I am. (laughs) But that's not how she regards me. And it was an important 
asset for me in the healing post-divorce to be able to start to see myself as having still vibrancy, still to be able to start again, to have a new incarnation of myself, that the best of my days weren't behind me. It was a really, really beautiful thing to have in her. Yeah. More from our conversation after the break. Attention all last minute shoppers. Just a reminder that Mother's Day is May 12th. And if you're like me, you're still trying to figure out the perfect gift for the amazing moms in your life. But no worries. Macy's has got you covered. They've got gift guides to make shopping a breeze. Whether you're looking for the perfect pieces for your fashionista mom or for your best friend who's celebrating her very first Mother's Day this year, you can shop by price, by category, and they even have specialty lists to help focus you even more, like a list for the mom who has it all and a list of items that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. Right now, some of this year's hottest items include digital picture frames and Polaroid cameras. With the help of their gift guides, I'm sure you'll find just the right thing. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. You may be aware that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct, positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Growing up watching media legends like Gwen Ifill and Robin Roberts always gave me the security that stories that matter to me would be told. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Many people feel anxious when they think about finances. It can feel overwhelming, stressful, and even hopeless, especially when you're first starting out and don't know what to do. But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. You can regain a sense of control over your life and improve your self-esteem. How do you build financial confidence? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. 
So, Franceli, you have made several comments that lead me to believe that you have been super conscientious about any kind of getting networks from her or, you know, just really wanting her to know that you were there for her and not just who she has been. I want to hear from both of you how you have navigated that, right? Because with your girl, both people were not famous. You could be like, oh, introduce me to this person. I'm applying for a job at this company, right? But I think this situation is unique. So I'm curious to hear if you have been able to get over that and ask for connections and And for you, Essence, have you volunteered some of that since she may be less likely to ask? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I advocated. I was a producer on a film that I did called Open. And Frenselli read for a character and was cast. But, you know, one of the things that I have tried to do is just continue to, like, make sure that when we go anywhere that people understand who she is, what her capacity is, the fact that she's an award-winning actress herself, Mm -hmm. the fact that she's been doing this for a long time. She was on Broadway when she was very young. She's written plays and poetry books and like she's very accomplished in her own right. And I think that is something that you do in front of each other, but also you do behind the scenes. You advocate for one another. And that has been something that is critical in my opinion. I think you would speak to this as well in sisterhood. It's so important in sisterhood that the people that you have aligned yourself with are speaking highly of you and don't feel threatened by you, but Mm -hmm. celebrate you and want you to win. And they don't see your winning as somehow their loss. They just know that it's for you and not for them, that God has something else for them. So we do that really well and really organically. We have had to definitely police people trying to access, right? Right. People have tried to access me through her or or other people, like she says that she is friends with, that we've grown up watching on television, that they know that she has a relationship with. Unfortunately, it's the beast of burden of living here and people being able to connect your six degrees of Kevin Bacon (laughs) or in our case, Regina King, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, when you, when you have that, people are always trying to figure out how to network and there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of relationships in a way that's genuine for people who are qualified. Like people get grandfathered in all the time, you know, there's, I still think it's so difficult for a black woman. It's one of those things where like, I'm still delicate. I'm praying all the time of what and when and how to ask, not just because of what we're talking about on the surface level, but as a friend, I know information that other people don't. I know Mm -hmm. her traumas. I know her triggers. I know the people Mm -hmm. that have hurt her, the people who've taken advantage of her. I know how much the people around her just take and take and take and ask and ask and continue to ask for more. And I don't want to be another person on that list. And so I'm still navigating that. We ran into MC Light one day. It was like your birthday. We were at this establishment. And listen, I'm from the Bronx, okay? (laughs) Where hip hop originated. MC Light, are you for real? What? (laughs) And I kept it pleasant, kept it moving. And we go to the valet and the Holy Spirit knocked me on my face. I said, Essence, I feel like I'm supposed to pray for her. And she goes, let's go. And I was like, like, uh uh-uh, I'm telling you as my friend, like not for us to really go pray for light. That's not what I'm saying. No, we're going to go. And we go inside and we end up finding her. And I'm like, this is going to sound weird. Now I felt like her. This is going to sound weird. (laughs) But uh, Holy Spirit is telling me to pray for you. And she's like, oh my God, yes, please. And 
until this day, yeah. although her number is in my phone, I do not text Light unless it's in a group text with her. That relationship is hers. And I'm still like that till this day. Most of the people that I've met through her, it's group chats. And not that I haven't had my own caveats of offshoots with them because I'm the one with no kid, right? So a lot of times I'm the one who can go and she can't, but it's so, so important for me that she doesn't feel left out. The Bible says, do not let your appearance be made evil. So although I know my intention is pure, I don't ever want it to even appear that I'm moving funny. And it's part of all of the things, who I am in Christ and because I'm from the Bronx. Like we just don't (laughs) move like that. And that's why she's my best friend. (laughs) Like, again, there were just certain things that made me feel, made me feel safe, made me feel understood, made me feel valued and respected that I didn't have to lay it out. I didn't have to like spell it out. I didn't have to do a PowerPoint presentation. As I shared, she made the effort and I hope I've done the same. But as we've shared with one another, we've taken in the information and we have categorized it to inform us on how to love the other one better and how to show up for them better. Yeah. That's how you become best friends. And do you all have these conversations with one another very easily? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. It's really it feels like that a- way. It's really a, we don't play no games over here kind of thing. And we've had some really hard conversations too. (sighs) The thing about safety is knowing that you could say the hard thing and it doesn't mean the friendship is over, Mm. you know? And unfortunately, everyone doesn't have that. There's so many people that are afraid to speak their truth. Listen, your truth isn't the truth. The truth for us is Jesus, right? (laughs) He is the way. But my feelings are my feelings and they matter. They may not be the truth. And there needs to be a space where I can say, hey, this is how I feel. Mm -hmm. Although this may not be the truth, this is where I'm at. And it not become a thing where like, well, girl, you figure it out. Thankfully, both people, again, are willing to die to their ego, die to their own pride and their need to be right to figure out what's going to make you feel safe, ultimately. So you all have mentioned before that there's a 15-year age difference here. When do you feel the gap in those years most in your friendship? (laughs) When I'm trying to navigate technology. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's like that and just anything on my phone. First of all, I'm like, I can't see. Where are my glasses? Like that, And that's a new thing. That happened at, I think I turned 46 when my eyes just decided, no, we're done. But yeah, technology for me is when I definitely feel... Like I'm ancient, like I'm may I might turn into a pillar of dust when that <laughs> when it comes to te- when it comes Jesus. to technology. When do you feel it? It's interesting because since I was a child, I've always been told I have an old soul. I'm one of seven. I'm smack dab in the middle, and I have older brothers and sisters. And I always loved hanging out with my older siblings. So I've always had this thing where I hung out with the older crowd. And so when we first started hanging and she would notice that I love 80s music, 70s music, 60s music, she was like, all the jams she just listens to, I listen to as well. So that didn't feel weird. And then, but there are these like moments where like, she'll be like, I'm having a hot flash. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like... It's like the Aflac, though. She's like, hot flash. And I'm like, I'm 
Like I can't relate, girl. Don't know. You having a whole summer in December. I don't know what's happening over there. <laughs> so, yep, that's true. Because I do announce it just like that. Yeah, so she random. says it out loud. Like we'll be at Michael's, and she's like, "I'm having a hot flash." I'm like. What? (laughs) And so it's interesting because those moments gave me this idea for a TV show. I told her, I said, I came to her and I said, oh girl, so like we have all these funny little moments that show about our age and God gave me this vision for a TV show called Age Appropriate. How would you feel if I wrote a show based on our friendship? And she was like, okay, let's do it. And so we've been on like a two year journey of writing out this incredible pilot about our lives. And where are we in that process? Are we like <laughs> shopping we, it? Essence? What's happening? It, well, <laughs> what are we doing? Our script is done. Yes. And hallelujah. we are beginning to shop it. But there have been some eyes on it and some ears that have heard it that have given us some really wonderful encouragement, some valuable opinions. Yeah. All right. So, we will yeah. stay tuned. We will yeah. stay tuned for this. Hopefully, you'll see it on screen. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, there's all, there's all kinds of moments where I think we remember that. Oh, there will be times where she'll be saying, "I'll say something," and she'll say, "Oh yeah, it's, it was such and such," and I was graduating from high school, and I'm like, "Yo, I was like almost married. Like what? <laughs> like yeah. what is happening?" So there are those moments between us. And then, like we mentioned before, when it comes to running, oh, a smoker. Yeah, she's a smoker. <laughs> so it doesn't feel quite age appropriate that she seems to be better at athletics than me. I don't understand <laughs> how you're 51 years old and I'm huffing and puffing. <laughs> so that's annoying, actually. <laughs> <laughs> when I notice the age difference and I'm like, I can't keep up with her. What is wrong with me? So yeah. Again, there are these moments. Music is a big one where age doesn't seem to be a, a mm-hmm. factor. Like we both love salsa music. We both love bachata, merengue. And so like we have that in common. So dancing is something that we do together often. And we were at a club one time. Wh- whose birthday? Was it Lisa's birthday or was it Garcelle's birthday? We were at a club but it wasn't a club it was like a dinner club yeah but they had music they had a dj and we started dancing and we were dancing so hard in a way that didn't make sense because we're in this (laughs) dinner environment this dinner restaurant environment but we were dancing so turned up that this white guy who was off in the periphery he recorded us yes he recorded us and he came over to us later and was like, you guys are incredible. I could not stop watching you. He was just fangirling over us. It was so sweet, but it was just infectious and contagious because we just create our own environment in the way that we click and have an enthusiasm that becomes hopefully contagious. So what do you feel like you've learned from each other because of the age difference? It's funny and not letting your age dictate how you live not acquiescing to that number and deciding that it means that you are here in your life and there's no wiggle room. Like you can always, we talk about rising from the ashes, beauty for ashes all the time. We talk about being like an acorn from a sequoia tree and flourishing after a fire. That's what Francelli has helped me understand about this point in my life moving forward, that I still have so much left to accomplish. And just because I never have doesn't mean I can't. Like she really infused that in a way. To be honest, Dr. Joy, I've been doing this for over 30 years, right? Acting, 
making my living as an actress and working in front of a camera, I never would have attempted to create a show for myself without her. I wouldn't have done it. I would have been too afraid and too intimidated and thought too small of myself to think that I could ever do something like that. And she helped me have the confidence to try and to see how much more capable I was. I mean, in the process of this friendship, just in terms of what I've tried, I've directed a film, I've produced a film, I have co-written a pilot. Like there are just things that I have done that I wouldn't have attempted. And not just like career stuff, but like just the obedience to the Holy Spirit and to the Lord. That moment of walking up to her, hearing so specifically and so sharply, ask this woman to pray for you is how I opened a school in my backyard during the pandemic and housed my son and his second grade class going into third grade because their school closed their doors permanently. And I was able to do that because of the confidence I had in what the Holy Spirit was telling me and how it would lead me to something better, how it would lead me to a blessing. That obedience led me to the blessing of this friendship. That obedience led me to the blessing of having Risen Village for the last three years, which is the homeschool that I had. That obedience led me to being able to co-write a pilot that I'm really proud of that I think truly will find its legs and find a home. But there's just so much, even just in terms of how I feel about myself as a woman, like I'm not in a relationship, but I still feel so encouraged. When I left my marriage, I thought I would never get married again. I would never want to. I was so sour on all of that. And having her again, see me with fresh eyes. I know I'm a wife. Hmm. I don't know who's yet, but I know I'm a wife. I will marry again. I will have love in my life again. And I wouldn't have been able to kind of, I don't know, I think she accelerated me coming to that conclusion or maybe even helped me birth it. What would you say, friend? What would I say? Well, so besides I help you close cabinets. <laughs> you help me get my life in order. <laughs> I was a hot mess when she met me. You know, it wasn't just she was going through a hot mess and that's part of what our show is about too, like kicking off that although it seems like oh, this famous woman who just got everything and got it all together is really peeling back the layers. And I think that's part of God's plan when he allowed me to have someone in my life that has done it for so long. You come here with all these dreams and all these thoughts that if you just become successful, that's it. All your problems are fixed. You'll be happy. And that's just not true. You know, more money, more problems, right? Mm -hmm. And how to be a good steward over all the things that God puts in your hand. And so again, continuing to learn what it means to be in this kind of level of success and how to do that well, how to do that with grace and kindness. And then also just the importance of the call on my life. Like I thought that I was just meant to be an actress and maybe a motivational speaker at some point in my life, I would never have imagined in a million years that I would become a pastor. And I became an ordained minister during the pandemic. And again, things that wouldn't have happened, same thing if she hadn't encouraged the call on my life, because there is an idea of perfection, which is impossible. Only God is perfect. But I thought I had to have all these things together. And Again, like I said, I was a hot mess and she's very OCD. She's very clean. She's very particular. Now you go to my house, I got matching towels. <laughs> I got a duvet. <laughs> I, like I do things that my mother's like, 
So I know you've been around people with money now <laughs> and you like nice things, but some things you can't afford. So it's that kind of thing. You know, I have now adjusted to shopping in different places, wanting nicer things, caring about the aesthetic of my home in a way that I didn't really care about before. But again, back to if I'm going to say to her that God already says she's a wife, I'm doing that from the emotional, mental perspective. And she's doing to me from the practical perspective, like God is a God of order. You can't be a wife and run a home if your home doesn't have order. And she's brought so much structure and order into my life. What would you both say are the keys to a long-lasting friendship? Oh, being of service. Yeah. Any relationship doesn't survive if you're just worried about what you're going to get out of it, as opposed to how do you serve the other person. Yeah. And you have to take the time to learn one another, because every friend can't handle something said the same way. Like Mm -hmm. it's not a one size fits all thing. If you really care about people, and this is my opinion, right? But there are people like, this is me, this is who I am, take it or leave, you know what I mean? But, and that energy may be fine for other people. There are certain spirits, there are certain situations that require a different kind of tone, a different kind of nuanced way of presenting. You can still give them the truth. It's just a way to do it in consideration for who they are and how they operate. And I think that we have done a very good job of doing that with one another, of knowing who the other person is and how they intake information and what is the best way to be able to present a perspective or a correction or just an accountable moment, right? And I think that's a big part of it too, is like learning each other, really learning each other so that you can hold each other accountable, tell each other the truth, correct each other, hype each other up in a way that brings out their best. Mm -hmm. Because again, you can do it, just point blank do it and just have a unilateral approach. But I think if it's nuanced and if it's structured and particular and specific to that person and how they operate, and again, the information that you have, you weren't there with them from the moment they came onto the planet up until this point. And there are plenty of moments in between that they'll experience that you're not a part of, but just paying attention to those things and trying to funnel information and funnel love in a way that they can be received. It's one of the reasons that book is so popular, right? The love language book It's because it isn't one size fits all. If your love language is gifts and all I'm doing are acts of service, you're not going to feel love. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to pay attention to those things within each other. I think that's important. What else would you say? I would say the foundation. The Bible talks about the story building your house on sand versus building your house on the rocks. And so unfortunately, a lot of friendships are built on sand. So when the storm comes, the house gets blown away. It cannot stand the test of time and seasons in the way that a friendship or a relationship is built on solid rock. And so how do you build that? Now for us, building that is through the foundations, right? Of the good word that we follow. And it's about, yeah, willing to die to myself, my own way, my own thoughts, my own beliefs. There are things that I personally wouldn't do the way she does. And I know vice versa. I love her enough to not force my hand and make her do things the way I think is right. There are things that I may not agree with. There are things that I might feel like, girl, you need to be a little more, you too nice. But still then I remember to say your kindness 
is such a strength and such a gift. And I'm sorry that people have taken that for granted. It's important to affirm people of where they are, because if you can't do that, then you're going to start putting sand into the house. You're going to start putting water on the boat. It's going to sink because people will drown in feeling criticized and not feeling accepted for where they are in their process. That's the thing. We are all works in progress. And if you cannot love someone in process, then what are we doing in terms of that relationship sustaining? And I know that for a fact, there are other relationships in my life that are no longer here because I didn't have the capacity to love them in their process in a way that I have the capacity for her. And that's also been tough, right? Because I don't know that anyone else has experienced it. And maybe we're going to shout this out to all the sisters out there listening, that sometimes the love of your girlfriend is very different and it cannot be replaced by a man and a man cannot replace the best friend. And I think sometimes men can come into your life and try to compare themselves to the reverence, respect, and the place that someone holds in your life and try to somehow in a weird way want the same place. And it's different. It's different. Yeah. You can't have the same spot that she does. And I think because she's also a celebrity, it makes my dating life a little complicated. <laughs> <laughs> the men be like, why can't I be like Essence? And I'll be like, bro, you're not. No, that's not happening. That's not the dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, sit down. So yeah. Single here too, <laughs> ready to mingle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, More from our conversation after the break. Attention all last minute shoppers. Just a reminder that Mother's Day is May 12th. And if you're like me, you're still trying to figure out the perfect gift for the amazing moms in your life. But no worries, Macy's has got you covered. They've got gift guides to make shopping a breeze. Whether you're looking for the perfect pieces for your fashionista mom or for your best friend who's celebrating her very first Mother's Day this year, you can shop by price, by category, and they even have specialty lists to help focus you even more, like a list for the mom who has it all and a list of items that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted. Right now, some of this year's hottest items include digital picture frames and Polaroid cameras. With the help of their gift guides, I'm sure you'll find just the right thing. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. You may be aware that most people who are Black have O-type blood. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct, positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Many people feel anxious when they think about finances. It can feel overwhelming, stressful, and even hopeless, especially when you're first starting out and don't know what to do. But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. You can regain a sense of control over your life and improve your self-esteem. 
How do you build financial confidence? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. So since you brought up the popularity of the love languages, and I agree with you, like I think people want to know more about like how they can do a better job of showing up for one another. And to that end, you all also had the opportunity to take the sister friend quiz to find out who you are in your sister circle. And so I am curious to hear, have you shared your results with one another yet? We have. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So tell me what were your results? Who were like, you essence? Hell no. I, so I'm the peacemaker, which is totally Completely accurate. accurate. Oh my God. I'll be ready to fight people. And she'd be like, girl, no. Let's pray about it. Let's talk about it. Give her another chance. So who were you, Francelli? I it try to say I'm the wallflower. Do I I've, seem like a wallflower to no, you? No. 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 Does that even like, sound like that makes any sense? I was like, I, was like, I gotta take this flower. again. This quiz is inaccurate. I told So him. maybe you were thinking of some particular group because the idea is that in certain circles you may find yourself in a you know more wallflower position as opposed to I would have picked firecracker for yes. you. Thank you. Yes. No, she's <laughs> Thank the firecracker. But, but maybe I, in some circles you are. Maybe- no, I think maybe it's the way I answered because I love so deep. I am someone who's like really thoughtful. I go above and beyond. And maybe that is why it comes across that I'm a great listener because that's the thing about the mm-hmm. wallflower. Like you, I am a really great listener. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I'm the life of the party. Are you for real? Like I'm the one who drags her out the house. No man's going to meet you at my house doing puzzles with me. Girl, we need to go outside. I'm like, but I like puzzles. I'm like, we going outside. <laughs> So yeah, that was. So was there idea. anything else about um the quiz that was surprising to you? There were certain questions that I felt like were applicable all the like every every answer, answer was, or I needed both. Yeah, like mm-hmm. which song is Friends? I'm Whitney Houston, and that's my best friend. She a real. I'm yeah. I'm Jesus and Ratchet. They don't call me the Ratchet Pastor for nothing. They also call me the Petty Pastor. I mean, I got many names in my inner circle. And therefore, I feel like it's giving both. It's giving gospel and it's giving bad 
I can't say that other word. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So were there any questions in particular that made you think of your other friend here for both of you? I mean, the question about like how you show up for the special milestone birthday. I actually got to experience that because I turned 50 last year and she produced I mean, produced <laughs> my entire birthday, which was like, I had a private chef, I had a makeup artist, I had my friends, we were still dealing with COVID. So I had my friends visiting, but in rotation spaced out six feet apart in the backyard with the, with, there was a charcuterie board, there was hors d'oeuvres, there was all champagne. I was the waitress with the wine. My dad was here. We had a coordinated Zoom with the East Coast and West Coast. We had people a tribute video. Oh my gosh, it was And I had lot. people reenact their favorite scenes of her from certain from sorry projects yeah it was uh, hilarious. My friends and I recreated First Wives Club. Yes. Her, one of her friends from a very long time, her and her husband recreated Dance Flick. <laughs> oh my lord, we were screaming. It was hilarious. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. But she did all of that, and then there was a playlist with all my favorite songs. So again, it's just somebody who knows me and knows me so well because I felt the pressure of turning fifty, and I was just everyone kept saying, "What are you going to do for your fiftieth? What are you going to do for your 50th? If it hadn't been for her, 50 would have come and gone and I would have been like, Meh. She would have been in her sweats <laughs> or a one piece mm -hmm. on her couch, mm -hmm. eating chocolate ice cream, mm -hmm. watching a really dark show. <laughs> That's what she would have done on her 50th. She loves Breaking Bad. Yeah. It would have been one of those kind of nights and I wasn't having it. No. Hmm. <laughs> That's not how we're bringing in 50. Yeah, but it was <laughs> at the end of it, you know, it's like uh, the way that she orchestrated and the way that people showed up and the effort that was made to just honor and celebrate me was just, I was like, I will never, ever doubt. And I haven't since. I really haven't. So I will never, ever doubt that I am loved. I will never doubt it. So what's one thing that you all haven't had a chance to do as friends together that you would like to do together one day? Leave, Leave the keep country. Trying. Yes. Yeah. We Leave the country. Yeah. And I keep trying to schedule a hot air balloon ride. Yes. It has been my dream since I was nine years old yeah, we're to get on that. a hot air balloon because my best friend when I was nine, her father had a hot air balloon and they would have a hot air balloon festival in my small town. And my mother wouldn't let me go on it because she was scared and she hates heights. But anyway, so yeah, we've been her schedule, schedule, my schedule. It's been a thing. I'm like, I don't have a partner, so if I'm going to do a hot air balloon ride, I'm going to do it with you. Yeah, so we're going to do that soon. That, I, and we are going to leave the country, though, now. Yeah, we are. For the we're first going time. To Paris. We got invited to a wedding in Paris. Yeah. Ooh. We bougie friends. <laughs> we're going to the Four Seasons. It's going to be my first time. Look at me doing Hollywood things because I've become so Hollywood, <laughs> according to my friends and family. So I'm going to say it out loud for the podcast, people. I've become Hollywood. I'm going to the Four Seasons for a wedding okay. in Paris with my best friend. What a beautiful trip that sounds like. No, it's going to be really fun. I'm super excited. I love that. Well, I know people are going to just fall in love with the two of you all over again after hearing <laughs> this episode. Where can the people stay connected with you? Where can we find you online? I am on Instagram and Twitter, as Essence says, and the new Threads. 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 I just joined today. I'm when did Essence. you join? Yeah, you didn't tell night. me. How did you join night. and didn't tell me? Last night. Okay, girl. I knew you were going to join. I, you did, but you should have told me. You can find me at all the things at Selly Hangout. Hang out with Selly. And it's Selly <laughs> like cell phone. C-E-L-I, one L. Yeah. yeah. 
Perfect. We will be sure to include all of that in the show notes. So do you think you both will be hanging out on threads for some time? I want to. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So far, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Of course, now Twitter is saying they're going to sue threads. So I'm just like, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you both for spending some time with us today and sharing your friendship with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having us. I'm so glad Essence and Francelli were able to join me for this conversation. To learn more about them and to stay connected to their work, be sure to visit the show notes at therapyforblackgirls.com slash session 316. And be sure to text two of your girls to tell them to check out the episode as well. If you haven't already and you're interested in taking the sister friend type quiz they took as a part of the conversation, you can find it at sisterhoodheels.com slash quiz. If you're looking for a therapist in your area, check out our therapist directory at therapyforblackgirls.com slash directory. And if you want to continue digging into this topic or just be in community with other sisters, come on over and join us in the sister circle. It's our cozy corner of the internet designed just for black women. You can join us at community.therapyforblackgirls.com. This episode was produced by Frida Lucas, Elise Ellis, and Zaria Taylor. Editing was done by Dennison Bradford. Thank y'all so much for joining me again this week. I look forward to continuing this conversation with you all real soon. Take good care. Which friend are you in your sister circle? Are you the wallflower, the peacemaker, the firecracker, or the leader? Take the quiz at sisterhoodheels.com slash quiz to find out and then make sure to grab your copy of Sisterhood Heels to find out more about how you can be a better friend and how your circle can do a better job of supporting you. Order yours today at sisterhoodheels.com. Nowadays, a lot of these big companies pretend to care about our communities and issues with nothing more than lip service. State Forum is the opposite. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help educate in financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow Black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something they care deeply about. They want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Forum understands that representation alone doesn't mean authenticity, that it takes a good neighbor to sponsor programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, and to fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth that to date participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2 and streaming on NFL Plus. Terms and conditions apply to NFL Plus. Visit NFL.com slash schedule release to learn more.